Hello and welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB, and with me as always is Aaron Minogue. Hello there. And Jared Levin. What's up? And we just got finished watching the 1986 skateboard classic, Thrashin'. This is the first in our skateboarding double feature. And um, I'd like to begin with a couple of corrections from our trailer episode, Jared. So uh, a couple things. One, I had noted that Catherine Hardwick was the set designer for this movie. She was actually the production designer. It's not a huge difference. And then I said that she directed all of the Twilight movies. She did not direct all of the Twilight movies. She directed the first Twilight movie. Oh, so, how dare you. Before we get all the angry tweets. <laughs> you get yelled at. <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh, and an interesting note about Catherine Hardwick. Um, so, yeah, she went on to direct Twilight. This was her first movie that she worked on. She was dancing, and I can't remember if the name of the club, but I believe it was the Roxy or the Viper Room. And the um, the producer saw her uh, dancing and he was just looking for young people to help work on this movie because he wanted that youthful element. So he asked her, you know, who she was, what she did. She was a film student at UCLA. And then he said, do you want to work on this movie? And she said, yes. And that was her induction into Hollywood. And um, pretty cool story, actually. And there's other stuff that we'll get to uh, in this, but it looked fun. Like it felt very L.A. It did, but like authentic. Yeah. I'm not surprised that a dancer directed this movie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, and by dancer, I mentioned this to my, uh, my coworker too. And then I was like, oh, no, no, not like a stripper dancer. She was just like dancing in the audience. She was, um, she was just, she was exhibiting youthful energy. And, uh, that's what they were looking for. I don't mean that she would even have to be a stripper. I just mean I'm not surprised that somebody who's being referred to as dancer uh-huh. directed this movie. Oh no, she didn't direct it. She was the production designer. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I keep fucking it up. No, she okay. was. She was the production designer. Okay. Her intro. Doing really well so far. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. It was directed by um. <laughs> what is it? David Winters, I believe. I don't think he directed much, but uh, production designer did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was... All of the Twilight movies. Yes, all of the Twilight movies. And the Hunger Games movies, too. Why not? Let's throw that in. Yeah, why not? And Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, she did that, for sure. Yeah. She helped write it. <laughs> she wrote the books. Oh, wow. Yeah. J.K. Rowling's an alias. This movie, I was excited to watch this one, and I was very concerned going into North Shore. Like, I was worried about, this might be a really bad movie. And um, about 20 minutes into this one, I was like, holy shit, this movie is bad. <laughs> wow, you got that far before you thought that? Yeah, I, I, well, I was holding out. Holding out hope. Yeah, this movie was not not very good. Did you guys watch it on YouTube? I did. Excuse me, YouTube. Oh, I bought the hey. Blu-ray. Did you really buy the Blu-ray for this too? I. <laughs> I know. Are I you like? Do you have one of those catalogs that's like the buy two hundred CDs for a penny <laughs> each, and but you have it in Blu-rays. I belong to the Columbia Blu-ray house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you actually did watch this on Blu-ray? Yes, I purchased this on Blu-ray <laughs> and I watched it on Blu-ray. And it, I think my Blu-ray player w was about to reject 
the disc. Like this is not <laughs> what I was made for. I was made for Midsummer, Godfather. I was not made for thrashing on Blu-ray. I'm a sleepaway camp guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sleepaway camp. It was it was having fun. But yeah, this one and the the cover art for the Blu-ray is awful. It looks like I thought it was kind of like a cheap knockoff, but I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll I'll get it on Blu-ray and see what it is. No, that's the that's the official Blu-ray cover. It looks like something that you would buy off of a blanket in an alley in New York City. Jared, did you watch it on YouTube? Yeah, in parts. Okay. When I saw that it was the last 10 minutes, when it, you know, because it just keeps going through the, there's like nine or 10, 10 minute segments. When I saw it was the last one, it was like, all right, sweet relief. We're almost done here. Yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes. I hope two of them are the credits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't, you didn't sit through the credits for the end stinger? They weren't the credits. It was a, it was a scene with Thanos. Oh, there we go. <laughs> young young Josh Brolin in this movie. We, we can um, get this out of the way, too. Is um, So young Josh Brolin, one of his, if not his first, I think. Oh, no, it's not his first. Excuse me. He is uh, coming off of Goonies in Goonies, this movie. He's the muscular older brother. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with the Goonies. That's a, that's a gap in my 1980s movies. Wow. He wore sleeveless shirts a lot. Goonies is great. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. I mean, I remember Sloth, so that's weird. I, I have seen it, but I wasn't like a huge fan of it. I remember Sloth. Yeah. Dude, I, I was going to do like, I was like, don't do Thanos jokes. Please don't do Thanos jokes to me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're talking about me or in the movie? I don't think they were that precious. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, this is this is when th- before Thanos uh, became obsessed with order before the Infinity Stones. <laughs> I know Thanos or Thanos and I know Infinity Stones and that is the limit of my understanding. He's got purple skin, I think. This is the first time I'm hearing about any of it. I get excited when I talk about Infinity Stones. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Maybe we'll have to do a Marvel movie. Dude. Okay, Dead Silence. Okay, so we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll dude, just put uh, that at the bottom of the list. Uh, Aaron was certainly be. not jumping all over I that I mean, one. I'm already being tortured over here by the two of you with the movies you got me watching. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Did you did you not like uh, Sleepaway Camp? You recommended it. No, I did Yeah, okay. And then we did Friday the 13th, and then, well, anyway, we don't have to go through them. Everybody can find them. But um, this one was definitely rough. And actually, I have another correction from our trailer episode. And Aaron, you may not have heard this yet. The role of Tommy Hook, the lead bad guy, right? Chrissy's brother? Yes. Sherilyn Fenn, who plays Tommy Hook's girlfriend, right? And Audrey from Twin Peaks. She was dating this young actor at the time, and she requested that he be considered for the role. And this actor's name, do you know who Sherilyn Fenn is? And do you know her dating history? No. Can I get the the initials? J.D. J.D. He was in 21 Jump Street? In 21 Jump Street? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, because I would have said Johnny Depp. Yeah. Sherilyn Fenn was dating Johnny Depp at the time. Oh, when you said JD, JW happened in my head for some reason. Okay. JD, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yep. So she, uh, the director agreed to meet him and consider him, but, and it was up for the, the role of Tommy Hook. 
And when he met Johnny Depp, he said that his uh, handshake was too soft, so he was uh, struck from the list of consideration because the bad guy can't have a weak handshake. The director probably took one look at Johnny Depp and said, if this guy gets hired, he is going to get all the ass on set. So (laughs) I can't have him around. He was already... I'm sorry, Sherilyn Fenn in this is looking the I think the best she's ever she's ever looked and better than she's Twin a Peaks. poor man's Kelly Kapowski. Oh, I, I, that, those are fighting words because she went on to Twin Peaks fame. Who is that, by the way? Kelly Kapowski? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> that you don't know who Kelly Kapowski I'm is? I'm an ignorant podcaster. <laughs> what, else, what do I look like? Saved by the Bell, Kelly Kapowski, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Oh, with, who went on to Showgirls? No, that is Jesse Spano. Oh. Kelly Kapowski went on to 90210 as Val, the oh. Vixen. Jared, is this ringing a bell for you? Do you know this? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well <laughs> Jared's a little younger. I'll give him a pass on not knowing Saved by the Bell. Yeah. I know it, but I, I think I hated that show. I did hate that show. Yep. Didn't watch 90210 either. But um, man, I don't know. Sherilyn Mark F- Paul Gosler. Who? Zach Morris, Mark Paul Gosler. Yeah. I, I mean, I know who he is for sure. And then uh, not a, who is the, uh, the other guy who's now in everything and one of the richest AC Slater in the world. Yeah. That dude. His name is um, Mario Lopez. And he cleans up when it comes to tail. I mean. Well, he looks exactly the same now as he did when he was playing a high school student on Saved by the Bell. It's those fucking Asian jeans, right? Doesn't Is he kind of like a, an East Islander as well, Jared? No. He looks like he could be. But he's got a lot of oil in his skin. No. <laughs> and he's his a, hair. He's very oily. Yes. Yeah, he he's is slick. oily. Me and him would have an oil contest. There would be no uh, war in the Middle East if there was more people like us. <laughs> we could. The contest would be that you have to slide through really tight spaces. <laughs> Dick Cheney will oil us. <laughs> so it's going to be like uh, uh, it's going to be nineteenth-century whaling industry with you too, huh? We're going to be using your fat for lanterns. Oh, fucking Ahab's going to shoot me through. Yeah, well, you're going to be the one that 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 he's hunting down for for years of his life for sure. The one that got away. Oh, I want to be the Moby Dick. <laughs> but don't worry, you come out well in the end. That's Spoiler true. alert for Moby Dick, the book that I stole from Barnes and Noble. <laughs> 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 the whale wins. Yes. I did have to slog my way through that book. Man, that book is not a fun read. You were trying to get into a gang, right? If I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. It was my initiation. Part of the initiation was stealing Moby Dick. <laughs> St- stealing Moby Dick and then uh, getting too many free samples at TCBY. Yeah. It was. It was if you it was put a pretty denim jacket, game. you could have joined the Daggers. The Daggers. There, <laughs> there. Did you. I happened to pause on the scene of them skating through Venice Beach and just saw their emblem on the back of their jean jackets and it was pretty weak it was it was pretty bad <laughs> like they a were weak as a gang when i saw them coming up over the hill and you just knew like oh okay these are the big dick swinging guys it was the <laughs> least threatening gang i've ever seen it was a gang of male escorts. That's what it looked like. <laughs> that is true. They're like the hot cops from Arrested Development. 
It's a bunch of sweaty dudes. <laughs> sweaty boy toys. <laughs> Let's see. What are some of the things that they do? Uh, they have air guitar competitions in their crack den, and they wrestle with each other late at night on a Friday. That's That's how tough they are. Oh, when they joust, they paint their faces for some reason. I don't I didn't understand yeah. that part. Oh, I love that scene when they're going to go, they're going to go jousting. Now, if I was betting on that joust event, I got to say, I wouldn't be putting my money on the guy who's putting makeup on before he goes to fight. <laughs> I am going to make an argument throughout our discussion here. And it came to me in retrospect after watching this, like the next day I'm driving to work and I feel pretty strongly that the daggers are actually the good guys in this movie. <laughs> and one of the things is I love this face painting that they do because the, the face paint that uh, Tommy Hook does for the jousting scene is like mechanical animals era Marilyn Manson. It's like fucking cool. And what, uh, uh, Sherilyn Fenn is doing to her face and then the other girls, it's pretty badass, I think. They're just channeling their artistic frustration and the violence. Yeah, but it's uh, violence, please. They're hitting each other with pillows that are attached to sticks. Like, it's nothing. Well, it starts with, let's have a pillow fight, and then it turns <laughs> yeah. into strangulation. Yeah, it's it, just like uh, the beach fight scene with the uh, Anthony Kiedis in Point Break. It goes from just beating up to <laughs> attempted murder really quickly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. There doesn't seem to be a reason why it goes there, but someone snaps, and now it's attempted murder. Well, he pushed him off a skateboard, and that Jared will tell you all about that. He's he's attempted to kill and possibly killed a few people for doing the same thing. Get off my wave, dude! My my fucking hip, man! I got a bruise on my butt <laughs> from somebody pushing you off a skateboard. Oh yeah, man! My brother. Oh, see, sibling How rivalry. How many fights did you guys get in while he was visiting? You know what? Not that many. <laughs> <laughs> So the the other thing to support your statement about how non-threatening they are is it's at the same time that we get introduced to them when they're coming over the hill and then we see them skating through Venice and there's a little toddler on a skateboard and they just ride by and pat him on the head. Like they're kind of like nice guys. I'm sure that <laughs> kid felt like this is like a cool thing. Like I'm being uh, I'm being accepted by these cool older guys. Roland's crew, whenever they're roller sk or, uh, skateboarding around together, there's one guy they just keep, every time he falls, they're like skating over top of him. They're like, fuck you, buddy. That's my, absolutely. This goes to, to my point as well, is they're constantly harassing and making fun of their developmentally challenged friend. That's true. They are the jocks. They keep him around. He, they cut the roof off of his car, his new car, he says. And, uh, and then they spray, they say, we're going to paint it. And then they just spray paint like a bunch of shitty Penises. slogans and graffiti on it. Meanwhile, at the end of the movie, and again, this goes to my, my argument, the daggers roll up in their van and it's got really cool paint. Like, it's like a cool paint job on it. They're better artists. They're better. I think they're just... Also less racist, the Daggers. Yeah, they have a... There's The, the group is multicultural. Oh, that's a good point, too. They have a black and Asian guy. Well, no, see, that goes to my argument that maybe Brolin's crew is actually the good guys. 
<laughs> but wait was there was there other uh, was there anything that they said or did in the movie or, or are you just picking that up uh as the subtext i don't subtext. know man I, I only saw white people it looked like aryan nation to me oh yeah yeah <laughs> i don't think there was any jews in that gang but the neo-nazis on <laughs> no, roland's no. crew they did and then that they're they hang out with this like little preteen annoying fuck who's trying to always come around with them i'm like why are they hanging out with this kid man this kid's annoying they do ditch him to go to the party though which i thought was nice um you're that girl cheryl what's her name Sherilyn? what Sherilyn fenn to me she looked like a character um that would on a lifetime movie that kills the girl who goes for the thing she's competing to win she doesn't win so she kills the winner she has crazy eyes, for sure. Yeah, She's yeah. She wanted to be a cheerleader, but she didn't get it. And the girl that's actually better and deserved it got it. And so she knifes her to death in her front lawn. There is a scene where she, it's kind of toward the end when she's talking with Chrissy because Chrissy wants to go. And you can't really tell if she's like fucking with her head or really be like, friendly with her and there's a shot of her yeah her face and her look and it's just it's so like there, there's so much crazy energy underneath there i'd agree i think that's what kind of what makes her awesome <laughs> especially yeah. in this well movie. and she tells her first she's telling chrissy like who are you with whose side are you on this is your family then in the next breath she's like go to him well, yeah, and which didn't make sense, right? Because now you're like, oh, is she setting Manipulative her up? Manipulative bitch. Yeah, she's setting her up for something, right? She is. But then it never comes to pass because, no, then she just go, goes to the to the train, uh, the train station. She goes to the bus station. The only kind of evil thing that she does is tell Josh that, no, she already left for the bus station. And then, of course, we get a shot of her. She's packing upstairs. It's like, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, Josh, why don't you just look up stairs at the window? The, the huge picture window. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's practically leaning out the window waving, saying hi. Well, also, I love that she says to him, what did you do to her? She's leaving. Like, gee, I don't know. Maybe the fact that her brother tried to kill the guy that she likes, that might have something to do with why things are tense at the moment with them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he, he was kind of holding him down and there was a fire nearby, but I'm not sure it was really going to go to attempted murder. But then again, that's just because <laughs> I like my theory that Hook and the Daggers are the good guys. I was like, spoiler, Tommy Hook gets AIDS because uh, the uh, needle that uh, he got his piercing from didn't get washed. Oh, 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 okay, so Good you're news. ready. Is that your fan fiction? <laughs> yeah, that's my fan fiction. Okay. <laughs> so there's a happy ending then. I was looking at the earring. I don't think he got one cleaned. I feel like he got those piercings at like Claire's in the mall. By a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, with just the gun, you know? I didn't yeah, notice that he had a mullet until the arson when they set the ramp on fire i was like is this motherfucker rocking a mullet it's kind of like that rat tail kind of thing but yeah it is it is a mullet it's kind of what, what would you call that because it's not like totally short on the side dog right? shit yeah not very good and not very threatening either <laughs> yeah but i would call that like the nerds at school Oh, yeah. I hated the kids that had that hair because, you know, that especially 
in school, like elementary school or junior high, the parents who had let their kids get that haircut or are foisting that haircut upon them, you know that they're just like, they think their kid is like the greatest thing in the fucking world and can do no wrong. So the kids are just shitty assholes. That's what that yeah. haircut says. Yeah. And really the kid has no skills whatsoever and not that good looking. No, it's going to grow up to be in a skate gang in Venice. <laughs> and yeah. the, the kid that has that rat tail, his dad has the Billy Ray Cyrus mullet. Oh yeah. He definitely does. And the mom the, the mom has like a um almost no hair at all. She's got like the tiny little bob. Oh, she's cut. got cancer? No. no, she's got the she's got the Colorado uh short hair a housewife cut. Yeah. Like, oh. Uh, yeah, the one where I was hot when I was younger, and now that I landed the husband and just had a few kids, now I just let myself go, and that hair is going short because I'm not going to take care of it. I don't yeah. have time to brush it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and they're white trash. Now, speaking about the hair, very noticeably, now we meet Chrissy. Chrissy is um, at the at, at Venice when she and Josh Brolin uh, first meet, and of course it's star-crossed lovers, a la Romeo and Juliet, because uh, Brolin is a Valley boy, uh, and that ain't cool, apparently. And uh, and then they go, they meet up again at this. Uh, that party where the Red Hot Chili Peppers are playing and it's fucking awesome. And then that's the they, most clothes they ever wore. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't catch that when we were uh, watching the trailer and you mentioned that. Oh, this is when they wore more clothes. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's before they ditched all that. Um, but then they they go outside and then from there we do this montage of them going through Los Angeles, right? They're at a circus and then they're like it looks like they're on Melrose somewhere and And she's just fucking barefoot. She's barefoot and her hair suddenly goes short. Like it's above her shoulders. That's why Brolin, they're constantly showing him walking with his arm around her shoulder, but then they just say fuck it and we'll just show her hair. Her hair is <laughs> noticeably being cut. So they obviously did this shoot later. And then the next day when he drops her off, which looks like three in the afternoon, now her hair is back long again. She must have had a Britney moment. She must have had like, uh, she was about to get her period and she was going through some shit and said, I don't give a fuck. I'm cutting my hair. I feel like it, this was a pickup scene. Like they're like, uh, this movie isn't long enough and we <laughs> need to pad it out because we can only pad it out with Bozeman trying to run up the ramp that they just built for so long. We need some other scenes in here. So they do this uh, montage. Which I kind of like the montage because it's kind of cool like to see la in like the 80s yeah but yeah her hair she she cut it after production and then they had to call her back and for reshoot some reshoots and uh it was short <laughs> so like going downtown on hollywood again they did two hollywood montages oh yeah are you talking about the skate the skate scene yeah that was just, and all they're doing is just skating up and down the hollywood walk of fame and to me, I have in my notes, like, this must be in a time before signed releases because there's no way that all these people in the background knew that they were going to be in a movie. That's true. <laughs> they didn't see it coming. And they're not even really doing tricks there. 
No, they're just cruising. Yeah, they're just kind of... That, that, that sidewalk is smooth on a skateboard. Oh, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, oh, man, that would be such a beautiful place to skateboard down, though. Yeah. Like, it's seamless, right? You don't get those big cracks like in cement sidewalks. It's just smooth skating, right? Do you ever skate yeah, down there? It's, so it's fast. Probably, it's probably too crowded, but maybe at night it, you could skate down it. Yeah. I mean, you're good from uh, where it begins in Vine up to Highland. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of past the uh, Fonda Theater, right? Just so you know, I don't have a car, listeners, so I, I had to skate back from place to place, especially when I lived in Hollywood. Now, when you uh, skateboard, do you do the Josh Brolin and hang on to the back of like an El Camino? and uh... Without permission? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I sneak up, bro. <laughs> and I wear uh, sleeveless shirts. All right, sleeveless shirts. That's good. Or Josh Brolin finds plenty of occasions to just take off his shirt. Aaron, how did you feel about that? Yeah, Josh Brolin looked good. He's old now, but he's still, he's aged nicely. He's an attractive man. He is fucking terrible in this movie, though. Like, he's, his performance sucks. And I know the movie is kind of bad, but like, it's crazy to watch this. Kind of bad. Yeah, it's awful, right? <laughs> okay. It's more than kind of bad. His delivery sucks. Dude, I was like, I can't believe that guy played Thanos. I forget Thanos. I could give a shit. I don't know how yeah. good you have to be to play Thanos, quite frankly. I mean, I, I, I Googled it, so now I know Thanos is one of these Marvel guys, but who in the movie is Thanos? Why are we talking about him? Josh Brolin. Oh, Josh Brolin plays Thanos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A okay. computer. He's gotcha. like the computer generated, you know, whatever. But forget that because I don't. I don't know how good. It's already out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> good. yeah. Sorry about that. No. Because <laughs> you don't have to be all that good to play Thanos. I mean, what do you have to do? You have to snap your fingers, whatever. Say some. Uh, say some comic book lines. But twenty yeah. years from this, he's gonna be in an Oscar award-winning best picture, and he's going to be the lead in that movie, and it's going to be a fucking phenomenal performance. No Country for Old Men, right? And a million other things that he's done that are like, he's great. But you watch this, and you're like, God, he sucks. Well, maybe they plucked him from dancing somewhere and said, hey, you want to be the lead in our movie? <laughs> well, well, he was in Goonies. Well, how was he good in Goonies? Was he better than in this? I would assume so. Yeah, I mean, Goonies, it's a different kind of movie. But he's good in it. <laughs> you it's, mean? It's definitely better than it is in this. It's just, it's all kids in that movie anyway, so. Okay. You know. Well, he must have been like the older kid. Isn't that what you said? He's like he, the older. Yeah, he's the older brother. Yeah. The older brother. Well, I mean. I think if memory serves, he gets to French in that movie. Oh, who does he get to French? The hot girl. Is she as hot as... Uh, Sherilyn Fenn in this movie because again I just want to go back to that uh, the last outfit that she's wearing not maybe not the one at the downhill race but the one when she's talking to Chrissy because Chrissy's leaving and it's that halter top now we talked about halter tops with uh, sleepaway camp this is the kind of halter top that should be worn right or is it is it really count as a halter top because it's more of like the almost like a sports bra kind of thing do you remember? I'm not placing the outfit. Yeah, I, I know you've got it burned in your memory. Oh, <laughs> please. She was. You don't forget. She was. Uh, Jared, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that white top she was wearing. Her stomach, her chest, like pushing up her chest. Oh, it was great. 
She is. Yeah, she uh, showing off. That's that's Johnny Depp. If her, if you're seeing cleavage, that's not a halter top. Yeah, yeah, it's not the cutoff shirt, right? I know. I'm yeah, I'm mistaking it. I'm combining the two, but yeah, it was nice. And then the jeans, even though they were kind of like those '80s high waisted jeans, uh, she was still rocking them pretty well in that outfit. So just um, you know, Johnny Depp was doing all right for himself back then, even before he was famous. Yeah. I would assume that Johnny Depp has done pretty all right for himself in that department <laughs> yeah. his entire yeah. life. He could probably be working as a... McDonald's. Yeah, he could be working the fry later at uh, McDonald's and he'd probably still He could be okay. standing on a corner somewhere with a cardboard sign that says, bet you can't hit me with a quarter. <laughs> and he'd still be pulling in puss. Yeah. Again, that's another guy that... Uh, Along, you know, along with what were who what were we saying before? Like, yeah, Brad Pitt, and I can't remember who else. Oh, Keanu Reeves are like the guys that we look to at and we want as guys we want to be. I would say Johnny Depp is is right up there too because Johnny Depp is like so creative and cool, and I mean he's like friends with Marilyn Manson and shit like that, and he's just got like a really cool style. I like not that Brad Pitt doesn't. But oh, yeah. Aaron's giving me a look. What, what's going through your mind, Aaron? Uh-oh. What do you think? No, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, Johnny Depp, Brad Pitt, Keanu. They were all checking out. Any of these. Okay, right. Yeah, there's no. Uh... These are Omega level. Uh... <laughs> Not a Matlock on the list, though. <laughs> I would. So would everybody else. Grade A Hollywood dick. <laughs> <laughs> So another thing that I want to point out about Josh Brolin and his character being the questionable hero in this is, well, there's a couple things, but even in the opening sequence, he is shown skating from wherever. Does anybody have any idea where he's coming from? Because it's supposed to be like he's spending the summer in L.A., but he seems to leave his house and it feels like it's L.A. Is it just the valley? Is that what it is? I think he just left the valley. I was confused, too. I, I was like, where is he going? And then I got destructed by that uh, front side grind on the sidewalk. It's harder to grind on a so- on, on the curb than it is on a f- rail, on a flat rail. Oh, for sure. You got to you got to wax it up first. You got to wax it up. I was I, I was kind of I got distracted over that. And then I <laughs> and then I was like, where is he going? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I was the same way. It's never really made sense. Wherever he's going, he only needs 30 bucks for the summer, <laughs> which is, uh, that's, that's interesting. But I guess it's the valley because Hook and the Hook says, oh, you know, I was always calling him a valley boy. He's from the valley. So I guess where he's staying at with his friends is near Venice and he gets to stay in a nice camper van where he's going to take Chrissy back to show her, uh, Pictures that he's drawn of, I think it's an octopus, like uh, sexually assaulting a bikini-clad woman, and it, like this is like Chrissy should be very concerned right now. You were in a camper van with a guy who gets very angry very quickly and is showing you pictures of this yeah. octopus assaulting a, a woman, and she gets turned on by it. Yeah, he plagiarized Japanese hentai porn. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, please do tell. This is going to be along the lines of us learning about the Eiffel Tower, I think, Aaron. Okay, well. I'm excited. Back in feudal Japan, one of the first uh, pornographic discoveries is the octopus fucking a chick. Oh, really? Yeah. So That sounds kind of like uh, maybe um, a gangbang, almost. Yeah, I guess, yeah, does each tentacle count as a dick? Exactly. 
Wow. Those octopuses have it going on. They can get through tight spaces. Uh, that's right. They're very oily, like Jared. You better hope and... that he's not in the competition with you and Mario. You guys <laughs> oh, are going to lose. Watch out. Yo, octopus going down. I'm putting you with sashimi and wasabi in there. <laughs> so speaking of that, too, when he's skating to... They, they show this montage over this song that is keeps repeating oh, the name of the movie which is very helpful in case you forget <laughs> what movie you're watching it's thrashing and that thrashing. song is by meatloaf apparently who never put that song out in any form for anyone to ever listen to it doesn't appear in any albums or any any format only in this that movie. is meatloaf that's meatloaf. I am almost certain because that's what I was reading on Holy IMDb. Shit. That yeah, that's that's meatloaf who did that opening theme song. <laughs> he really will do anything for love. Yeah, and groceries. But he won't fucking octopus. No, that's where he fucked up. It's <laughs> a you know what? That's where his career started going downhill until he keep, became bitch tit Bob in Fight Club. That's when he recovered. <laughs> He's not Eiffel Towering with no octopus. You got Eiffel Tower the octopus, man. I don't know what a sex act with him would be called, but it's more like I'm just picturing something very blobbous, like as a pyramid <laughs> or something. I don't know. He probably just lays there. He's not putting in much effort, no. I could see him doing like the George Costanza. Like, he's like gnawing away on a, a chicken bone. Wow. Yeah. Wow, he's making love. Sneaking a pastrami on rye. He don't sneak, though. Or he goes, <laughs> yeah. or he goes in the cold water, and then he's like, yo, man, shrinkage. My penis is <laughs> bigger than it looks. He's always, well, that's right, yeah, because you start producing more estrogen when you get uh, that much fat on you, so it, it can uh, it can affect the uh, size. So he's just always, before sex, he's just always going to be coming out of uh, a pool of cold water. He yeah. always has one handy nearby. <laughs> They, they do this montage and he just skates up behind two girls walking down the street and then just grabs their back or something or grabs their shoulders as he's going by. And this is just like casual sexual harassment on the street. And yeah, I this guess is the it's 80s. The, this is the 80s. It was in the commonplace. It's the 80s. So it's fine. And it's in Hollywood, too. I mean, there's a lot worse going on there. Just a shoulder grab. Get over yourself. <laughs> like that, thank God. There's someone getting anally raped as we speak, <laughs> and you're crying about me grazing your shoulder? Listen. <laughs> Self-absorbed much? Listen, anal rape is how you get a role in a Weinstein, Weinstein film. <laughs> anal rape is how you catapult your career. Allegedly. Also, uh, with the bad guy, what made me laugh in the beginning is when he is going back and forth about which earrings he should wear. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's very he tough. Be leader of a bad gang and have style concerns as well. Yes. Well, I mean, it's it as he says, this is important to me, and then we just find out <laughs> that it's just a drunken party where the Red Hot Chili Peppers are playing, and there's some people in the crowd doing skateboard tricks. Like this is very important to you, and then he just proceeds to get blotto drunk and, and get rowdy. Like that's that's all it was for. It's. And I love too. Um, again, another sign that this this gang isn't so tough is at Venice. Shortly after we first meet them, they're doing group photos. 
It's like a Jewish family at at uh, Passover. Like everybody get together. We're gonna take a photo. We even hired a photographer for this occasion. Like this is this is your big bad skateboard gang. Imagine if this crew had Instagram. All the hashtags. Oh, dude. Hashtag Daggers. Oh my God. And then the product placement. They would advertise apple cider vinegar. So they're gonna be a shill for the man too. <laughs> And it's good that a skateboard gang would get that. Meanwhile, Josh Brolin, do we want to talk about this uh, skateboard company and the owner that uh, wants to sponsor him? Smash. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's like the guy that's taken the photos of everybody in North Shore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Except he's even worse. He He looks quite a bit like John Wayne Gacy. And he has a van that is reminiscent of Ted. Well, Ted Bundy had a Volkswagen bug, technically. But it just reminds me that he wants him to get in the back of the truck. Uh, Yeah, that dude was creep sketchy as hell. He's probably the director that wouldn't hire Uh, Johnny Depp. Oh. (laughs) And that's how we know that Corey has the tightest butthole in the whole movie. (laughs) That was on his trading card. Yes. It's right underneath. It's, it's like height, weight, and then the <laughs> elasticity of his asshole. Yeah. It was, it was close to zero as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> and front side air grab. He's in negative numbers. <laughs> oh, he, he's a clencher. <laughs> he's like, I, I actually have to go once a week to the doctor and have all of my shit fished out of me. <laughs> there was a woman... In Chicago, in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, who was known as the Muffin Woman, and she would walk around kind of like the uh, Wicker Park area was where I would usually see her out at the bars, and uh, she you could buy pot cookies and pot muffins from her. She I guess she often made muffins. And she was eventually like arrested. There was like some interesting write up in the Chicago Reader about her um, years later. And she ended up in jail. And there was a note about her being so constipated, she had to take a plastic spoon and scrape it out of her own anus because she wasn't getting the. Why in the hell she would she choose plastic? <laughs> Oh, it's better than a, especially if it was a spork. You don't want to do that. Yeah. That's that's you. You learn the first time. You need something that's not going to break while it's up there. Oh, that's true. Because then you can get uh, toxic get a shock grip. syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regrets. You don't, I've you had don't want to be few. like a turtle and stuff. <laughs> that was the next verse that uh, Frank Sinatra cut from that song about his regrets and using a plastic spoon to shuffle shit out of his hands. <laughs> He's uh, like, you know, next time I'll go ceramic. Oh, man. That's always stuck in my mind because I'm like, whoa, that would be bad. That would be really bad. That's another reason not to end oh up in prison. God. Anyway, how did we get there? How did we get on the muffin? Oh, because of somebody's... Uh, anus elasticity. Oh, because of the Smash Skateboards owner. It was scoping out Corey. What the fuck was that about bite on this wheel? Have you ever heard of that, Jaren? Like you bite on a skateboard wheel to see how good it is? No. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> He was, was just letting him know there was going to be S&M down the line. 
and the skateboards yeah. were going to be used. Put this in your mouth and bite on it. <laughs> it's going to come in handy later. <laughs> oh, he's going to fanny. I'm going to go frontside switch. Ne next time it's going to have a strap around it. It's going to go behind your yeah. neck. But Get comfortable with yeah. it in your mouth. Some creepy sex fantasy. Jared, what about... Now, you may know a little bit more about the uh, the skateboard stunts in this. So, yeah. So I, I mentioned it uh, to my brother yesterday that I, I watched this movie and he was like, oh, yeah, he just like me. I mean, he was he's six years older than me, but at the same time, he was watching this over and over again uh, as well. The same version that we had taped off of TV. And he's like, well, because this was it was like all we had to watch skateboarding stunts because my brother was a better skateboarder than I was uh, growing up. Uh, he was really into it and, and, and was better at it. And he was like, this is before all the Bones Brigade videos and like the search for animal chin like we were talking about. Yeah. And um, so he was like, yeah, I haven't seen it in like 30 years. And I'm like, well, uh, it's maybe not worth going back to, but I have the Blu-ray, so I'm going to lend it to him. Yeah. <laughs> but what I was surprised by is like there's not that many good skateboarding stunts in here it feels okay, like okay so the street style so acid drop was the uh way uh, was way more common which is cool when you're doing vert so all the pool stuff is pretty good the vert yeah okay that was that was the stuff that I was going to say yeah the pool stuff was was impressive but cuz that was the rage in the 80s but the as far as the street shit goes super outdated but was it even good for the time? Like they're they're just kind of, like we were saying, like the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They're just kind of like they're laying down on their skateboards a lot of the time, or they're just kind of swooping back and forth. But it's not like they're even doing kickflips or ollieing, or they just kind of go well, up against the were wall. Still getting bended by Ronnie Mullen. Yeah, and I guess those old boards you couldn't kickflip on those, right? Uh, they were invented by Ronnie Mullen. So when when, when the kickflip was first started, they thought it was just going to be a fad. Uh, but a lot of the street stuff, you know how they're like dancing in the skateboards? Th that A lot of contests were like that. There's a video about a 1986 skate contest in Arizona. And they're doing a lot of street stuff. And it's a lot of it, it was like that. It was before like... A lot of stuff, especially in the street, got advanced. Street style kind of advanced more in the 90s. But the only thing that was really cool looking was the pool and the vert. Okay. Okay. And when you say vert, that's the the pool still? Or, or riding the mini ramp. Right. Okay. But the, the, they built that big, that great, cool ramp. But I don't, like, we saw a little bit of it at the beginning, but then it felt like we didn't see any further ramp stuff like that half pipe looked pretty solid and cool and then yeah we didn't see much of it i was expecting a, a lot more of it but yeah isn't that what they burnt down yeah and they, yeah, yeah they, they burnt down. down yeah the half pipe it was to prepare for the pool contest uh and and the pool uh tony hawk is one of the people doing stunts in there so that's a young tony hawk and of course, we got Steve Cavallaro, who is in there too. Alva, like uh, you were saying, Jared. Snake Christian Hasoy. Yeah, he was the Asian guy in the daggers. So I guess those stunts. So the, in the pool, now, I do remember this. My brother said uh, when I was talking to him yesterday, he's like, oh, yeah, the pool. When they drop the jacks in the pool. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. It's one of the only things I remembered from this movie. But I, I thought they used the jacks on the downhill. I had forgotten that it was in the pool, but 
Yeah, that would suck running into because those immediately stop your board or just like pebbles sometimes with those wheels. You just screech to a halt and you go flying off the top of it. That really ruined it for me, actually, because the other part seems like, okay, it seems like a legit skate movie till after they threw the jacks and then just got like really cheesy. Just like, what the fuck? Wait, what? Now, why do you say that? Like, you don't buy the jacks? Like, he would get injured? I mean, the injury that he gets. Oh, they... no, no. That would happen. Any little pebble, you know, because that's how I slammed myself. I did, uh, I, I got over the coping in the quarter pipe at the park and then I lost my balance and slammed. That would work. But, I mean, everybody would see the fucking jacks i know that's that's like dumb right everybody would see it down in there and then you're right not even the leader gang is doing the pool stuff yeah when they first meet up in venice like earlier in the film and you know it's the daggers sort of like uh hang out with their quarter pipe and brolin just rides up on it does a hand plant and then just rides back down and that like stuns the the entire uh gang into silence like that's just a fucking hand plan was that that impressive yeah oh it was yeah i mean oh because you're doing it like right there you know and then you saw what the gang was doing they're not good skaters the gang oh ooh, them's fighting words yeah dude they, they're <laughs> fucking like posers man they suck oh right posers that's what i was <laughs> it's always called the poser that was like well there was the term that we slung around like you know in junior high it was like who are the real skaters and who are the posers right and i was yeah i don't know poser but uh i was not good at skateboarding <laughs> Yeah, I understand, man. I got, I got, I got into surfing, and I, I just couldn't stand that skate. I, I just couldn't stand other skaters, so I just got into surfing instead. Oh, okay. Because I could just do it by myself without being judged. And if you, I don't know, if you go for like a a, a big wave again, like I say, like yeah, you wipe out. At least you're in the water, and most of the time, you might the the biggest danger is really at least on you know moderate sized waves is you're going to hit your board. But other than that, you're you're in the water, and but if you wipe out on a skateboard, it's the fucking pavement, and it hurts like hell. (laughs) So. By the way, one of the banners in the pool was a, G- a GNS banner. Uh, that was like the second board I got was a GNS. But it was it's also a skate company too. I uh, made early skateboards. I remember. I think they showed a picture of a, like a Tony, an old Tony Hawk board. Oh, I remember my Tony Hawk board. I think it was a hand-me-down from my brother. I love that. The hawk skull. Oh, nice. I don't actually, maybe I'm not remembering that correctly. Was, would that have been in the movie? Because I don't know if Tony Hawk was big enough to have a, his own skateboard by then no he didn't form birdhouse till like the 90s yeah okay i'm thinking of something else anyway we can uh move on from that because i know aaron's like a dying over over, just, over there what the fuck just waiting for it to, it's just like i'm watching the movie all over again <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh man but these were the good parts no the worst parts were like the dial any dialogue scene was pretty Ooh. awful to me like i couldn't it take bad. it the dialogue with he and chrissy is just like excruciating and again like he seems like really irritable and like brolin's character and he seems like kind of a dick <laughs> i didn't like him yeah, I agree. She tells him before he even goes to the joust thing not to go. She's like, don't do this. Don't go. He goes. And then he's got an attitude with her. 
Because he got his ass kicked just like she knew he was going to. Well, she's got to understand he's he's got to stand up for his name. And part of that means having to swing a pillow at the end of a chain at somebody was he, with, with face paint. This jousting thing does not exist. It has never existed. Am I right, Jared? No. This is the yeah. stupidest thing in the movie. This jousting. It is so stupid. I think you know what happened. I think I think they saw Road uh, Mad Max and they're like, "Yo, let's let's just dress up like Mad Max and then have them fucking flail pillows." It was so stupid. It does have a Mad Max sort of feel to it. Oh, what a what a disservice to Mad Max. Mad Max is great. Maybe yeah, some of the face paint. Did they have like face paint in Mad Max? I can't remember. Well, maybe they took it from Warriors too. And <laughs> they're like, all right, let's uh, let's let's draw our faces like warriors and look dystopian. That's probably right on. I think I think you have an excellent point there. Probably. Or maybe they took it from West Side Story. Those guys wear makeup too. Oh, they did in West. Yeah. I'd never seen that. Yeah, they have stage makeup on. Oh, okay. See, yeah, ugh. I can't, Some I don't do musicals. <laughs> I, I get, yeah. can't take it. Okay, but yeah, that, well, yeah, that, that makes sense too. But God damn, this jousting thing is ridiculous. Yeah, it really, it, I, you know why? Because I think they want to go Shakespearean, you know? They wanted to go Mercutio and Tybalt. While that scene sucks and is dumb as hell, the scene where he drops her off after that the night that they spend in his uh, RV van that could have ended with him cutting her up and disposing of her body in a lake. He drops her off and they see him and then they do the chase. This is the best fucking scene in the movie. I love this. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I was like, I hated this movie but um, in many parts. And when it got to this, I was like, I froze. And I did not remember that the song began with like a really slow, wild in the streets or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I had because that's not on thing. the Circle Jerks album or anything. I had no idea that that's how it began. And then I was like, that just amps me up more because then when that song kicks in, oh my god, that is great. I fucking love that song in this whole sequence. I love that the bus driver just lets the crazy guy get on the bus because <laughs> he tells him to open up the door and he's like, okay, you know, it's LA. Yeah, yeah, it's L.A. This is this is actually the nicest way that anybody's gotten on the bus uh, for his route this evening. Most of the other people come in screaming about uh, the Illuminati with their dicks out. So this guy's actually a gentleman. Yeah. Did you guys notice there's something that's never made sense about this skateboard chase? With this fucking awesome Circle Jerks song. Oh my god. And I still I still know the lyrics to this. I, I fucking love the Circle Jerks. But they skate into a parking garage. And this parking garage had to have been designed by MC Escher because they skate into it from ground level. And then the next thing you know, they're skating down it and uh, out, right? There's never a point where they have to skate up all of the levels of this parking garage. 
they're just automatically skating down. They haven't missed a beat. Yeah, that, was, that part was confusing. Okay, so <laughs> it was confusing to you too. Aaron, did you notice this? Um, I don't think I did notice it. Oh, no? <laughs> By this point, you were just totally <laughs> gla- You were just staring at the timer at the bottom. Like, when will this be over? <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> Can I make this red seek bar move any faster? Is there like a two speed I could set this at? Yeah. Like I could get everything I need if it goes almost like it's fast forwarding. Now, (laughs) now we said that the music at the beginning of this movie was awful. There is some hideous fucking music in here. The song lyrics when they're doing their montage and it looks like they're at when they're at the circus and then it looks like Melrose is don't think twice, take it if you want it. That's not a very good message, especially to uh, young privileged white men, I think. Uh, they wouldn't fly today. If, don't think twice, just take it if you want it. If she says no, that's not, that's a, just a suggestion, right? It doesn't mean anything. Not if you're shirtless Josh Brolin. Well, that's why he was showing her the picture of the octopus. <laughs> just letting her know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't have to hurt you. That's not a part of what I have to do. But this is happening. I'm taking it. <laughs> you heard the so, song. If you're a willing participant, that's great. If not, <laughs> it would be it would be helpful. It will make it easier on everyone if you're if you're compliant. I want you to have a good time too. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> now, did you have any feelings about some of the other songs in here? Because the Circle Jerk song, I don't know, Aaron, if you're into punk at all, but I fucking love that song. Jared. Yeah, no, I, I like the Circle Jerks. That was like the most legit moment. And then uh, everything else was like, what the fuck, man? It was like cheesy 80s. Like, I yeah. don't know. It came out straight out as like cliche, like out of his sound library. <laughs> Yes. There were some moments that I have written down here. Like, I hate this fucking music. It's driving me crazy. And what's crazy is that, and even like the cliche 80s stuff, we thought when we watched the trailer for North Shore that it was going to be a total cliche 80s movie. And it ended up being somewhat like a Rocky ending to that movie. This movie is cliche after... It's like they piled on the cliches, especially at the end. He wins the downhill race, and he gets the girl, and the guy shows up from Smashboards and says, Yeah, you're my new... I want you skating for me. It's like they pile everything on. It was like so shitty. I agree. Like, this movie has Uh, very thin... What's the cops with the speed gun? Uh, Checking how fast they're going at the downhill. I felt like it was like the whoever was directing it was like coked out. It's like, yeah, let's do that shit. <laughs> Just to finish up on the music, the the Red Hot Chili Peppers. What did you guys think of that? Did you guys like the song? I thought the song was great, and I loved the shots of them performing. And I think they they loved the shots that they got so much because when Brolin and Chrissy are outside having the really fucking lame conversation and cribbing lines from James Dean and rebel without a cause, they just for no reason at all cut back to like some, some shots of red hot chili peppers uh, performing and then just cut right back to them. Just as, as if to say, yeah, we know this sucks, but remember the chili peppers are playing right now. That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, check them out rocking out. Yeah. Oh, so much energy. Now, 
Aaron, you were saying, though, that you've seen them live and you didn't think that Kiedis was much of a front man. No, it was he looked really good in this movie. But when he performed at the concert that I went to, he was very, very lackluster. That's interesting because he's known for just being all over the stage and like doing all that jumping around. Yeah. I mean, he did a little bit of it, but it wasn't. I mean, he's sober now, right? I, I think he is. I'll tell you what. I'd be surprised to find out that he wasn't sober at the concert that I saw and that that might have a little something to do with, you know, I believe if he was not sober, he would have been more animated up on that stage. Gotcha. Yeah. So this would have been, um, at the time of this movie, this would have been in the throes of his using for sure. And I think his drug this of choice This is when he's was... still got a handle on it. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> yeah. thinks he has a problem. He's just partying with people. He's just being a partier. This is when he's a successful drug user. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Functional. I believe his drug of choice was heroin. Is that right? Isn't that what Under the Bridge was all about? I think that's what it's all about. I believe that's true. I heard, uh, you know, they did this thing in Sesame Street. Elmo's favorite band was uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then they're like, Flea's book, like, talked about how they were all on heroin and stuff. And then they're like, all right, can't be Elmo's favorite band. I'm like, dude, they were on heroin, man. It was so obvious. You didn't have to know. <laughs> you just looked at them. <laughs> I think they should have allowed Elmo to be like in Red Hot Chili Peppers, though. Because think about all the kids. Like, if you have a heroin parent heroin addict parent, and you're actually still in the house with them, you're probably watching a lot of TV. If you happen upon Sesame Street, it would be a comfort to know that other people out there look up to heroin addicts, not just you. That's right. And they could even do a whole story arc of Elmo chasing the dragon a little bit. Yeah, That'd accidentally be- <laughs> getting into mommy and daddy's heroin. Yeah. <laughs> That Oscar the Grouch sold them. <laughs> if it was going to be any of those Sesame Street puppets, I would I would give it to Elmo. Elmo or Grover? Oh, Grover. Grover's on coke. Grover looks like he's recovering. He looks like a Vietnam vet who came back and, and is still chasing it. Gro- I don't even think Grover's the same age as the rest of them. No. Victim of Agent Orange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what about that downhill race? Oh, my God. You know, the, the sliding with the gloves thing, people would still do that. They do, right? It looked yeah. pretty technical. No, it was technical. Yeah. It, the, the only part that throws me off is when they're doing, like, road rash, fucking elbowing each other off the thing. And then the, and then the cuts of them, like, falling off look so dumb. Yes, the people just flying off the sides. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. Now, in uh, some of the things I was reading is that uh, a lot of those injuries are legit. And in particular, the one where you see the paramedics tending to that guy's leg. Who's just smoking a cigarette while he's being bandaged. (laughs) Isn't that fucking (laughs) awesome? That's for real. That guy broke his leg and those are real paramedics uh, tending to his leg. And he is seriously sitting there just smoking a cigarette. (laughs) That is fucking hardcore, dude. That guy's awesome. I respect that. Yeah, I totally do. That's so funny. Yeah, it looked like those some of those hurt injuries were real, man. You know, going there, if your trucks wobble, it sucks. Yeah, once you get up to speed, yeah. Would you partake in that activity, Jared, going down that huge ass hill? Yeah, but I want my trucks to be solid. I don't know what that means. 
Oh, the trucks are like, um, so you got the board and then the, in the front and the back, the piece that affixes to the board that will then uh, have the wheels on either end. Those are your trucks. Okay. Yeah. So if you got a solid set of trucks, you're going down that hill like that. Yeah. Because if it, wow. what happens, a lot of those trick boards, if you go fast, they'll start wobbling and you have no control. Because you kind of want them a little bit looser on a trick board, right? Yeah, but the problem is you if, if they're loose and you reach a certain speed, they'll wobble. And it's like it doesn't matter how good your balance is. You're going to fucking fall. I mean, you, you I mean, you're, you're fucked. That's a, that's a way to put it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, there's no way to recover because then you start trying to you start trying your best to recover and stay balanced. But that ultimately actually just makes it worse. And you just you, you get flung off. You have to sacrifice yourself. I mean, you can power you can try to power slide. Power slide is the best way. I'm terrible at it. Now, I was going to ask, sort of like you were saying at the end of Point Break, Patrick Swayze needs a special kind of board to go out in those size ways. He needs a gun. Now, yeah. if you're going to do it downhill, my guess is you're not doing that on a trick board, but you're doing it on a bigger board, like a more stable board. Would that be right? Yeah, you're doing more of a Sector 9 board, but back then, that's what you would ride. Oh, okay, right. That's kind of like your all-around board. Those big ones that you would, now you kind of see... They're like the one piece things that you buy at like Kmart. Yeah, this is the 80s. So this is 86. Did, would they do these big kind of races? No. The biggest mis misconception with skateboarding was people would like go downhill and do races. They didn't do that? Not really. I mean, sometimes, sometimes they would, you know, they do luges sometimes where you go down and race, but it's not that popular. It's not that common. Yeah. Oh, this one was huge. They had a fucking helicopter. I had that noted. They, they shut down the roads at PCH and they got helicopters for this. Like this, this kind of shit never happened except for no. a movie. Okay. So if they shut everything down, so the Red Hot Chili Peppers are not thinking... This is huge for us. Oh yeah. Well, you make a good make a good point. I'm sure when they were I mean, yes, we know the movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. But when they were making it, right. I'm sure these actors and the directors and everybody were hopeful that this was going to be like yeah, everyone was going to be loving this movie. They probably weren't walking through the scenes like, "All right, Let's shoot the next shitty scene. Because they, again, Josh Brolin coming off of Goonies, um, you do have, that's kind of it, actually, I think, for the known actors at the time. I mean, obviously, Sherilyn Fenn would become Audrey for Twin Peaks, but that's afterward. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I mean, I think they were obviously hoping for it to do better than it did. I mean, it didn't do well. And again, unfortunately... Fuck you, box office mojo. I'm not paying 20 bucks a month for uh, the stats. Uh, they put everything behind a paywall now, so I don't have those fun numbers um, at our disposal right now. But here is something just before we went uh, live recording this that I discovered that blew my fucking mind. And it is the actress who plays Chrissy, I clicked on her name to see if she had done anything else that might have known or, or seen, and it turns out... Porn star? She's Pamela Gidley, and not only was Sherilyn Fenn in this movie, 
who again went on to play Audrey in Twin Peaks. But Pamela Gidley was Teresa Banks in Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, the movie. She was the first oh, victim. Shit. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? Obsessed with Twin Peaks. A little bit. I'm very comfortable with it. But she was she was the she was the one who first turns up dead in the water. Um, she was killed the year before Laura Palmer. Whoa. That's fucking wild. And then if you haven't seen Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me, the scene where they're doing the uh, in uh, the investigation on her corpse is brutal when they take the tweezers and pry up her fingernail to find the letter underneath. Ah, oh, so good. But um, anyway, that was just a, so there's two actresses in here who later go on to be in the Twin Peaks universe. So that was That's cool. Nuts. Yeah. So um, uh, any other final notes, uh, things that we didn't touch on that you wanted to make sure that we did for thrashing? Yeah, uh, no, I don't think so. No. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, so uh, I'm going to kick it to you first for would you recommend this movie? Aaron, how do you feel? Not a fucking chance. Did you find anything? Did you laugh at all at some of the stupidity? Did you did you have fun making fun of it? Was there anything about this? I got to say, there just really wasn't. Yeah, no, nothing made me laugh. Sorry. No. Sorry to disappoint. Okay. All right. So it's a... I thought this was a complete pile of shit. I recognize that when I say that, I've never made a movie. But that being said, this movie was fucking terrible. What were some of the... If you had to like pick a few things, what... It was just... I just couldn't... It was like I had to force myself to pay attention to it. I kept noticing where I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not even paying attention to what's happening right now. (laughs) And then it actually took me longer to watch because then I had to go back a few clicks to where I was like, okay, I remember this part. It's like when you're you're reading a book and you're like, oh, I've just read three pages and I've comprehended none of it. I understand. Yeah, that's that's brutal. And uh, I am sorry. So this compared to as I was saying at the outset, I was very concerned about North Shore being just like a total piece of garbage. I'm like, whoa, should we even be watching this? And that was just from watching the trailer, having never seen it. And were you a recommend on North Shore or not? I can't remember. I like North Shore. You did. Yeah. I don't know that I'm like recommending it to people like everybody. You have to see this movie. Right. But if someone is talking about surf movies or that movie was easy enough to watch. Okay. And for me, I'd rather sit and watch surfers. That was watching like the surf dudes do their tricks. That looked cool as shit. I guess I'm less impressed by skateboarders. (laughs) Uh, That makes me feel better. Oh, so this is an unfortunate double feature month for you because we're doing another skateboard movie. I'm going to make you guys pay down the line. Yeah, I know. If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that. (laughs) I'm going to get through November. This is the uh, this is the hell hath no fury like a woman scorned and Aaron has been scorned by our skateboarding double feature. (laughs) It's all going to be okay Okay. for all of us. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's interesting. I would agree with that because I was psyched for this movie and I was really disappointed. I was like, wow, this movie is bad. It is bad to the point of, yeah, like you were saying, like it was only 
I think, 88 minutes long. And it felt like a two-hour movie. Eight hours. Yeah. I know mean, it, was, it was like, oh, man, how much more is there to this? Like, I should, I should also preface that the <laughs> night that I watched this movie, the day before I had off from work during the day, and I had just watched for the first time ever, which is crazy, The Gangs of New York – which is Ooh. amazing to fi- follow it up with this pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would not make a good double feature. <laughs> it was really tough. Now, um, that movie is good. I don't know if Cameron Diaz is is the best in that. Oh movie. yeah, no, she's, she's not. But she's the weak link. It, the movie for me wasn't about Cameron Diaz. I had a couple different options in this movie. True. That's that's right. Yeah, and I mean, uh. Leonardo DiCaprio and Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel, yes, and Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, it's worth it just to watch them uh, do their thing. It's it's great. Uh, I would even check that. I don't know if DiCaprio. That's not even DiCaprio's like stronger performances. He's good in it, but it's that's Daniel Day Lewis. You watch that movie for Daniel. Oh, that's Day-Lewis. Daniel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's great. So delicious. I mean, there were, I have to say though, there were parts where Leonardo DiCaprio was very sexy in that movie. In that movie? Okay. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. There were definitely, I mean, it wasn't just across the board, but I mean, for me, it was. It always is with him. But there were definitely parts that were like, all right, Leo. I mean, he was like the better guy in that movie than Daniel Day-Lewis. But he wasn't, um, I mean, he wasn't like Bob on Stranger Things. Oh, okay. See, he was would, still a bad motherfucker. It's interesting you said that because I've spent the past few minutes talking about the connections to Twin Peaks, and my when you say Bob, my mind immediately goes to Killer Bob from uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Twin Peaks, and he's no Bob, that's for sure, man. I mean, that guy, <laughs> that guy was like a grip on the show, and then became the 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 lead bad. You killed Laura Palmer. Anyway, um. So as you were saying about, uh, yeah, North Shore, North Shore is a much better movie than this one. And um, interesting to hear you say that for you, it has more to do. It has a lot to do with just perhaps the sport itself. Um, And for me, and I think that's because even as Jared and I were saying, like the skateboard tricks in here were not that great. You didn't get a whole lot of them. You got a lot of downhill and racing and stuff, which is interesting. But um uh yeah it well, uh does and not here's hold the up thing too and it is boring i am a person who like if they're doing is it the half pipe that's the thing right the ramp that's the uh the other yeah, the the u-shaped ramp okay yep. if someone's doing a half pipe i don't want to see them fall that's like True. you're going downhill fast like i don't want to see that but when i do see skateboarders just rolling along a flat surface I enjoy it when they fall. Oh, okay. (laughs) Not fall, but like when they try to do a little trick and the board goes out from underneath of them, there's a little part of me that finds that funny, (laughs) if you will. I don't, there's nothing, if I'm watching a surfer and they don't get the wave, I don't really think that's funny that they didn't get the wave. True. Yeah. I want to see the surfer complete their thing. To me, that's cooler to see than when a skateboarder tries to like jump up and flip the skateboard. Even when they land it, I guess, and again, this is just like making a movie. I don't know how to skateboard. I've never done it. 
I recognize that, but I'm not that impressed by it. Okay, fair enough. No offense to skateboarders. Uh, no skateboard suitors for Aaron. You will take a back seat to the surfers and the mountain bikers. All right, just yeah. uh, just oh, getting, I don't, getting that out there. I don't there. know where you got mountain biker out of what I, I just, just said. I just pulled it out of any anywhere, but apparently no mic- mountain bikers oh. can take a back seat to the skateboarders. Well, what's the mountain biker wearing? Uh, oh, they're definitely wearing the Speedo spandex yeah. sort of. No. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. Okay. Maybe without a shirt. Yeah, they can do. They can go shirtless. But, you know, they got like the scrawny frame from all the mountain biking. It's not, uh, it's probably not, that's not Aaron's jam. Scrawny? No, I wouldn't be. You're in San Francisco. There's plenty of that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're right up there with the people from USC. Dude, anytime I have, uh, anytime I teach someone surfing and they say they go to USC, they just suck. <laughs> okay. Are you not giving them all the knowledge that you have? You're just like half-assing the lesson <laughs> or giving them bad information? Unintentionally. No, dude, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> floored. I'm like, what's going on? And then they're like, I go to USC, like quarter of the way to less. I'm like, oh, okay. That explains everything. Like last Saturday, I had this guy. He's like, "Yeah, man." I'm, I'm like, I'm like, why the fuck does this keep guy falling? He's like, tall and athletic. And then he, when he said USC, I'm like, hey, it explains everything. Oh, <laughs> so just people from USC, they just can't surf. Okay, dude, I had another girl from who uh, in grad school in USC. I taught her like almost seven lessons. Uh, you know, we'll catch one wave decently, but kept falling. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. Maybe try UCLA. I mean, yeah, just you just dumb some, girl. You just no sense of balance at all. I'm just like, hmm. Maybe it's something in the water at USC. We'll have to look. I bet into she's that. a bad driver too. And wasn't USC also OJ Simpson's alma mater? Yes, that sounds yeah. right. Well, there you go. I think I think we just uh, hit the nail on the head with that one. There you go. Do you think OJ Simpson's going to try to get surf lessons from Jared? Jared. If it happens. Please, get him on the podcast. We, we, we shall try. Okay. Oh, the USC does a surf lesson with us like once a year. Oh, they are so bad. <laughs> Man, <laughs> welcome to the the part of the show where we just shit on USC for a good 10 minutes. <laughs> Fucking trojans, just like your condom you break. It's become part of our initiative here at Bandcast. We're going to take on USC. Any publicity is good publicity. Anyway, uh, Jared, what about you and Thrashin'? Recommend or not? Did you just watch Animal Chin? Just watch what? The Search for Animal Chin. Oh, the uh, the Powell Peralta Bones Brigade movie. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So you say to watch that because why? Because it's actual skateboarding stuff. You know, th- this one's so fucking cheesy i'm sick and tired of the downhill racing thing and downhill going downhill is awesome i respect hill bombing so much i respect the sector nine people but you know and then i feel bad for the guy who actually broke his leg oh yeah i'm sure he's probably he's seen fine with it <laughs> he didn't yeah, well, look dude, upset. smoking a cigarette is respect man that is <laughs> it felt like a bad porno but around the same time the people who uh did the stunt double work for uh this movie thrashing we're in a movie called search for animal chin and that is highly recommended so you should really see that instead 
All right, so it's a no, two no's uh, for this movie, and now it comes to me, and I will say it's a not recommend if you're looking to this, sit down and watch a movie, but I think that there are some scenes that are fun because they're so kind of cheesy that they're worth seeing. I think it's worth seeing the Chili Peppers performing. I think it's worth seeing... Really stretching here, man. Yeah, I know. Is it worth... I No, okay. So it's worth seeing, I think, the Chili Peppers scene, and it's worth seeing that chase into the parking garage with the circle jerks wild in the streets in the in the that background is a scene it's so good i love it and even just thinking about it now like oh my god i loved it so yeah i would i would not recommend it yeah just those two scenes this movie was bad it was worse than i remembered and um it's not all that fun one thing i do want to uh note that i forgot to um when we were talking about this uh last thing is that house, the where the hook and the daggers uh, live, that is a real crack house that they found. And again, because um, they didn't really know what they were doing, especially Catherine Hardwick. This is her first movie, and they found this crack house and asked that they could use it. And there were like real crack addicts hanging around that house. That's why the inside of that house looks so legitimately disgusting because that is the squalor that these people were living in. So that's pretty that's pretty interesting. And there I might recommend to kind of skip through just to kind of see some of those scenes cuz that's a kind of interesting little bit of like a film film trivia there um and to see the inside and just think wow, these people are actually living in this shit. This wasn't just for a movie. Um but yeah, this movie this movie pretty much sucks and um but it's got just a few <laughs> fun moments. So that'll do it for our review of Thresh, and it's three not recommends, but uh, it's free on YouTube, so you can skim through and at least see that uh, skateboard chase scene and see Young Hot Red Hot Chili Peppers performing. So we will be back next week with our trailer episode for our second in our skateboarding double feature. And in the meantime, if people want to find out, I just want to say something really quickly. I'm sorry to interrupt. Of course. This is our first bad movie. It is. I know. It is. Yeah. I was worried that North Shore would be, but uh, yeah, this is our first moment. So it's a good, uh, we had a good solid two months. We had it so good. We didn't even know. And sometimes it'll be a bad movie like this. It'll make you appreciate the good ones to come. Okay. Look forward to that. We'll see if the uh, skateboarding downturn continues next week. So tune in for our trailer episode next week. Uh, In the meantime, uh, if you want to find out more about this show or uh, any of our other shows, Stranger Things, Game of Thrones, head on over to bandcast.com. Follow us at bandcast and send any angry missives, complaints, or... Just any anything you want to send to bandcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, we'll see you all next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye-bye.